baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, just admit it. You're just jealous of younger generations. I'll admit it. I'm jealous of David Josephson. Yeah, you are. I'm jealous that he gets to travel the world with his kids, and I'm stuck here at home. Why am I talking about this? Just admit it. You're jealous of younger generations. Then you criticize them for like, wow, you guys, uh, Gen Z, they're lazy, man. They're jo- Millenniums are job hoppers. They're not loyal to a company. It's because they're smarter. That's why. And yeah, it stings. Because you know what? I was at the factory for 40 years, busting my ass every day. And I did it because I had to. Didn't like it. Hated my job. Hated my boss. But I made decent money. And I was able to send my kids to college. And now those kids who went to college and are younger... They feel like they don't have to go to the factory for years and years and years. They switching, they're switching jobs. What? But they, that company gave you a job right out of college, and you're just leaving? Why? Because you want to what? What? You want to make it easier on yourself? How dare you? What are you lazy? That's the argument. That's why we're jealous of younger generations, and we turn it into criticism. I bring this up because I heard Vanita driving in this morning. And she was talking about a new study, a relatively new study, that shows, again, what we already know, that people who went home during COVID to work from home said, you know what? I like home. I like working from home. I'm not coming back in. And that these companies who want employees to come back in aren't doing enough to incentivize those employees to come back in. 13%, according to a study by the University of Chicago, 13% are introducing uh, new incentives that would make employees more satisfied by coming back into the office. And Vanita said, she said, that shouldn't be the case. A company should not have to incentivize you returning to work. And I can see her argument. By the way, it's surprising because, like, Vanita is the queen of making work fun. She's on the committee that is improving our, our work life here. But she says it's a paycheck. That's that's your motivation for getting back to work. And I understand that argument, and I guess my gut tells me that, yeah, you got to be loyal to the company. That's. But then I realize, no, that these younger generations are smarter than we are. They don't have to be loyal to companies who aren't showing uh, incentive or showing How about this? An increase in pay for coming back into work or just they're not accommodating enough. It's not a one-way street. Certainly not anymore. Workers now have more power than they have in years, if not decades. And companies should realize that. It's not a matter of just, hey, we we pay you to do your work. Get your butt back into the office. So we're jealous that young people have said, you know what? I don't have to. Or you know what? I don't have to have a full-time job. I can have multiple smaller jobs. 
And we say, wow, you're lazy. You're just not committed. BS. They're smarter than we are. I think it's a very interesting dichotomy because in some regards, it's because of the work of previous generations. I look at my own past and like my grandfather milked cows for decades and decades and decades. And my father was an engineer at the same company for 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. And it's largely, I think it's because of those generations that now I'm able to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and have a degree and have a field that allows me to spend more time with my family and travel yeah. more and do those things. And I, like I couldn't have done that. I couldn't mm-hmm. have just chose to do that as a farmer growing up when my grandfather right. did. But because of the work of him, and I, I think he would applaud that. I know some people don't, but you know I think my father think and grandfather right would applaud sure. what I'm doing. But I think other people look and say, oh, I had to work, like you said. Yeah. And, and uh, it's because of them. It's because of the generations right. before us that were able to live differently. And I'm not, yeah, and I'm not suggesting they were somehow stupid or blind to the fact that, that there were other options because you're right. There weren't a lot of the other options. That was it. That's what you did. But society now is advanced to the point where if you have an office and you, if you're an employer and a lot of your employees like working at home, well, if you really want them to get back down there, it can't be the same old, same old because it's pro- we've proven now it can work at home. And I don't buy into all this stuff like, well, you know, when you're at home, you're really not working that hard. No, it just means this. You're in a different location. They're doing the same amount of work they were doing when they're in the, in yeah. the office. Well, it just means we have so many more options. There's some jobs where you still have to be in an office. There's some jobs where you don't. There's some jobs that are hybrid, but you know, you're not tied to one workstation for the mm-hmm. most part in any of these jobs. And it just it just has to look different. And if you're if you're clinging to an older way, uh, the the work world is passing you up. Three and four human resources representatives say that retaining employees who don't want to work in the office is a problem. 19% say it's a major problem, and about 54% of HR representatives call it at least a minor problem. So it's an issue. It's not just something that – and I get the arguments of having of wanting people down. We talk about it all the time. I think there is something inherently beneficial to having people in the office and again, it depends on what line. If it, if it's just accounting and you're sitting crunching numbers all day, no, I don't think you know whether Terry and John see each other every day. It makes a difference or motivation motivates them to do that job. But there's other jobs, absolutely seeing other people and bouncing ideas off, even spur of the moment. That is uh, something that is absolutely beneficial. So I can see certainly why companies want to get people back downtown or back to, into the office, but. We shouldn't be just so quick to criticize younger generations or suggest that ah, they just don't want to work as hard or just, no, they just, the balance of work and life, that's what it boils down to, folks. It's the priorities we put in our lives and right, and for better or worse, my generation included, work was way up there, that that is the kind of the, the basis of everything else you do in life, whether it's kids, family, and all the thing that accompanies with raising children, having a family, that financial aspect of all those things comes from that job, and that job is your career, and that is your identity. It ain't so much for younger people. That's just the reality of it. It's not a bad thing. And they might look at you, and there might be some young people who look at you saying, Bob, that'd be nice. I'd like to have just one job and one focus every day. 
and know where my money is coming from and realizing that, yes, but a lot of them are doing it different and they're succeeding. They're succeeding, especially, you know, when it comes to like how they live their lives and how they live. That's why rental, like a lot of people are renting instead of buying now saying, okay, that's just not my thing. I'd like to, uh, maybe maybe I'm totally wrong. 651-461-9226. Can you admit you're just jealous of the younger people? Or is there something different at play? 651-461-9226. Your calls and texts next. So are you jealous? Just admit you're jealous of the younger generation. Steve Simpson from the newsroom just coming in here, too, raising a good point that the loyalty, like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm expected to show loyalty to a company that, you know, bl- that's got only loyal to their got rid of pensions yes. a while ago. Uh, a huge corporation that really that you're just a number to, and they're just only loyal right. to their uh, now, are stock- di- stockholders. That's Correct. only people they're loyal. Now, is, are there di- are there exceptions? Of course, yes. in smaller companies, yes. I know I've worked for smaller companies before, where it was like, yeah, man, we're invested in this, and it got their employees to be invested in it too. So, but let's not knock the young folks for just working smarter. I don't think it's laziness. I think it's smarts. Uh, we got a call on the line. That is Steve in Minneapolis. Steve, uh, are you ready to? Uh, what? First of all, what generation are you? And I guess do you look at younger generations and think that they're uh, lazier, or are you just envious of them? Well, it's funny you ask. My birthday today. Happy it's birthday, you. Steve! Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Um, just an observation. I've done a lot of real things shingling in my life. Um, all the way back, hammer, nails, and nail guns and stuff. We were roofing a house with a nail, you know, about three, four of us with nail guns. And this guy walks by at the time, I was probably in my 30s, when nail guns started becoming popular. He walks by, he goes, oh, you guys got it made. Yeah. We used to have roofs with hammer and nails. <laughs> you know, I, I used to do that myself. But what he doesn't realize is when we're roofing with nail guns, we're doing two houses a day yep. instead of one house a day. Yep. You know? He just didn't, I don't think he understands that. So it's not just what you see. you got to kind of uh, look at the big picture sometimes. Excellent point. Happy birthday, Steve. You doing anything special today? Thanks. No, just hanging out with my dog. Sounds good to me, man. Uh, have a great day. Thank you for the All call. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the nail gun, it's, it's like, that's, we, we have advances in, and we have also advances mm-hmm. in mindset, yeah. too. And same thing. And you know what? I hope Steve was able to make more money when he did that. Or maybe he had to have a winter job to offset, and maybe with the nail gun, now you have enough money that you don't have to take that right. winter job or whatever. And if yep. that's how you choose to use that technology to better your life, like, that's fantastic. Uh, here's some of the texts. Let's sample some of those. 651 461 9226. What you are describing is a reset of expectations. The young people of today don't necessarily have the same expectations as old people, uh, older people, and that has nothing to do with one group being smarter than the other. Jealousy has nothing to do with it. Okay. That might be accurate, but I think there is a little jealousy involved. I mean, you know, there's a fine line between envy and jealousy. And I think it's a little, it's kind of halfway between envious and being jealous. Um, that I think you just look at younger generations, but yeah, you're you're 100 right on the different expectations. We do have we uh, we have a much we've reset our expectations and we've reset our priorities. Uh, Adam, I don't see any career jealousy between the generations, none at all. We all do what's best for our situations. 
Another text. How about a raise for the people in the workforce who've been on the site the whole time, picking up the slack for those who aren't there? I'm in that group. I've been coming down to the office on very few uh, expect, very few exceptions. I've been coming in, but still, I don't suggest that everybody. Are there some who, like, when they are at home, can slack a little bit? Yeah. Are there some people who, in the office, slack a little bit? Yeah. They're just doing it differently when they're at home. You're just not seeing it. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh-oh, Jerry is on the line. Uh, Jerry, chime in here. Uh, younger These younger uh, workers, they're doing it smarter, or, they're, or what, do, what do you see here as the problem? This has got to be the most ridiculous topic you've brought up yet to Why? date. Why? To think that these young people, that we're jealous of the young people, that is a bunch of bullshit. The way that these kids operate. Jerry, you can't use that kind of language. We had to, did we dump him? Successful dump there? Uh, yes, we Good. successfully got rid of Jerry. Yes. Sorry, Jerry. Jerry, fired up, but don't get that fired up, Jerry. We can't use that kind of language. And by the way, young people, they use that kind of language. <laughs> young people with the potty mouths, don't want to work, laziness. Uh, Adam, my dad worked for a major company and was let go after 24 years. <laughs> he told me uh, one more year and you've gotten a gold watch, but instead he got the works. Uh, jealous? Are you kidding me? Have you seen the news? I feel sorry for our future. In what way? Specify. That's See, that's one. That's always cliche. To, oh, the young guys are going to ruin this country. You know, young people are quite enlightened on a lot of different things. And they could help older generations uh, come around uh, with many views. As Jordana said many times, I think the climate, the young people realize they're uh, not interested in having political arguments about the climate while it continues to change and continues to cause changes in our society, uh, many cases for the worse. Ron is in Mankato. Ron uh, on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Jump into the conversation, Ron. Go ahead. Well, you were talking about feeling jealous for the of the younger. I, in a lot of ways, I feel sad for them. Uh, I think a lot of what we're doing is kind of the culmination of the me generation, mm-hmm. where you got you got to take care of yourself, and nobody works together anymore. It's all me, 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 and uh, I'll do whatever I want, and and I think it's um, destroying the country. I don't know, Ron. I mean, I, I see that's. I, I, I don't think, I mean, just because somebody makes like a personal choice for themselves saying, I want, I don't think that's as selfish as a lot of people would make that out. Because I do feel like, even though like when it comes to career, they may feel that way, I think we still do have, uh, a lot of that times they free up that time so they can do other work, like with others. I don't think it's selfish. I don't think it's selfish. I think it's just a natural course of things. Uh, over the years, our society mm. has gotten to be more, um, I'll do it myself, which is good, but there's nothing. And part of it is that I'm a product of the 60s, yeah. where we tried, to, we tried to make things good for everybody. And uh, it doesn't seem like that's the case these days. We just want to worry about ourselves. And that's a good thing to do, but yeah. uh, we, we don't look at society as much as we used to. All right, Ron. Well, thanks for call. I, I think that's a little bit of a generalization. Of a, that can you view society as getting a little more selfish? 
I mean, I certainly think there are parts of society where we have become more selfish, where it's just like, okay, that we, we turned a blind eye to others and we don't really care about others. Uh, Mike is in Columbia Heights. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, the younger generation has it figured out. Uh, their future is dismal. Um, I don't. I just. I. They understand that the whole game is rigged, and the rich are only going to get richer. Yeah. We, we don't live in a democracy. We live in an oligarchy where the billionaires are flying up into space on a whim, and <laughs> they got to grind grind it out for seventeen bucks an hour. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Don't preach to me about loyalty to a, to a company. Yes, that's that's a joke. So, yep. they got it figured out. This newer generation, and I hope I hope they rev, revolt. Thank you, Mike. Uh, some encourage yep. for the for the younger generation revolting against big business, big corporations. He's a hundred percent right about that, especially the loyalty part of it. And again, I'm not talking about every single corporation because yes. There are corporations where people love working there, and they've been shown loyalty, so they'll show loyalty in return. Boyd is in St. Paul Park on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Boyd, go ahead. I've seen a lot of jealousy yeah. over the years for us younger people, and so I do see it. I do are you, see so you're in the older generations. Are you an older? I get tough to garner from your voice, but uh, what generation are you in, Boyd? I'm 27 years old. Nice. What kind of work are you in? And uh, uh, furniture moving. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people like I see it though the in the tech, the tech old tech people uh-huh. who are working. You know, they, they can't even bench bench press what we bench press. You know, so there's How a much... lot more jealousy than just like what we're doing. Yeah, and you know, like technology wise and figuring it out for the better. How much? But like even just what we can lift. Yeah. You know? How much you benching, Boyd? Two twenty-five. Nice. How many reps on that? Thirteen. Wow, good, Boyd. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, you know, you work smarter. It includes furniture moving too. I mean, <laughs> how much you benching? We could just do that half hour. How much you bench? What are you benching? <laughs> When's the last time you bench pressed? I you actually, do yeah, I do with dumbbells, but I only oh. have like a limited set of dumbbells. So I like my highest, the highest set of dumbbells I have are thirties, and oh. that's not. But I do like a lot of, a lot of reps, and but yeah. So it's kind of a. I haven't like the true old school heavy bar bench press. It's been a while, and I'm trying to think if I was ever able to do two. I think there was a time in my life I did two. I think we should go figure that out. We should go try yeah, right. someday. See how much we yeah, can bench right. press. Rip my muscles <laughs> apart. I'll take Boyd's word for it. Uh, Nine thirty one News Talk eight three zero WCCO. By the way, obviously Jordana not with us today. She's got the day off. She'll be back tomorrow. A uh, couple of well earned days off. Uh, our holiday showdown. It involves Christmas trees. Is is one enough? That's what we'll boil down to when we get to our holiday showdown next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Christmas Story versus Elf. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! I know him. 
turkey or ham real versus fake tree fun topics serious opinions now on adam and jordana let's debate how things should be done in an audience participation bit we're calling the holiday baking championship the holiday showdown all right here we go by the way uh welcome back to the show jordana off today so you got me and dj it is our holiday showdown. We've done the tree topic before, the real or fake one. Um, so this one today, that might be... I kind of want to sing along to this. Whistle along? Whistle along at home, wherever you are. Just start whistling. Okay, keep going. I'm a tremendous whistler, by the way, oh. but that's a, that's a different topic Prove it. for a different day. Nicely done. Wow, All right. Okay. I'm with you. Is I it? didn't think you could do Thank it, but you. you did. And under pressure, too. Okay. So the tree issue today is yeah. uh, we've got three Christmas Oof. trees. Three of them. Yeah. It's two too many, sir. No, 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 no. I think the you you could have a tree in every room, and I'd be fine with that. So is it one tree or is it multiple trees in your house? Is it so? You're suggesting it's ostentatious to have more than one Christmas tree. Explain yourself. Why would it? Do you hate joy? Do you hate old Tenenbaum? No. Why not have multiple? Because the Christmas tree is a singular feature in a house that is. It's where the presents go. Mm-hmm. It's where you gather. It's the tree it's that, Uncle you, Ted, that you where, all. It's where Uncle Ted passes. Where Boyd passes out after benching yes, too much and he yes, falls asleep exactly. under the tree. But. It's it's the it's the one tree that brings the whole household together and like where do you put the presents if you have two trees? You're gonna put presents under each tree? Okay. Like, it's me not under. a decoration, no, 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 it's no. a it's one. Here's the thing. So the reason we have multiple trees is because uh, my my wife and I, we got married in uh, twenty twenty one and we're blended family. I I brought kids to the to the party, she brought kids to the party. We also brought like Two of a lot to the party, including we had two Christmas trees. I had one, and she had one. So we decided, well, you know, we could get rid of the tree or, you know, give it to somebody in need. Or, um, or we could just, you know, be selfish and have two trees. So we put the main one in the in the main room, and that is – you do have a main tree. You establish – you do have a main tree. Main tree. I feel like you're making my point for me. Of course you have a main tree. That's the main tree, the only tree. No, a tree is a decoration. So up in the loft, we have another tree. And then my stepdaughter, Lauren, she's kind of converted the basement into kind of her Christmas wonderland. So she's got a tree down there. But they all kind of, you know, you can see them outside the windows. So no matter what side of the house you're on, you'll probably see a tree in the window. That adds to the decoration of it. Think of the confusion when Santa Claus comes down your chimney and there's well, trees everywhere. He doesn't know where to go. Where's the milk and cookies? The old Which man, tree does it go under? He uh, he uh, he's he's known. He he picks the right one because it's the one that's right next to the fireplace. So it's like he's not he's not wanting to walk upstairs or go downstairs. So, um, so he knows that one. But that's like the. But it's kind of fun. Maybe you put a present under one of the different trees, and then somebody's just walking along and hey, there's a, tr- a present under this tree. That kind of makes it fun. So I fought this battle in my house. And mm-hmm. last year, we had two trees, one upstairs, one down, against my will. And inevitably, I'm the one that's cleaning up after both trees because we've got the real trees. And in the basement, we've got carpet. And 
I'm not into it. Clean, you know, doing the work of one real tree is enough. I, I don't want to do it for two. That's what some texter says. It sucks enough to take one tree down. No, just one. Yeah. One is enough. That's it, though. I mean, they're so easy nowadays to put up and take down. It's not like you have to have all of them like super decorated. Just enough for the lights to have on. No, no, you're not convincing you. No, no, you're wrong. Somebody is. Are your trees real or artificial? They are artificial trees. Real, now, of yes, course. Three, yeah, real. Three tre- three real trees <laughs> would be kind of obnoxious, and they would be messy, and that's a lot of water to have to keep feeding those trees. Um. So no, I mean this is a. I mean, they may, and they're not all huge. I mean, one of them is like six feet tall, so it's not that big of a deal. When you were growing up, did you have multiple trees or one tree? We had one tree when mm-hmm. I was growing yeah. up, and it was real. Yeah, one real tree. But this is before the advancements in technology of uh, <laughs> of artificial Christmas trees. Back when America was America, back in the good That's old right. days, we all just had one tree. Kids weren't so self absorbed. It's a better time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now they're so lazy with your fake trees yes. and, your, and your job hopping. Yeah, they and your... barely work, and they got seventeen Christmas trees. So hot, but you're like, it's hard to debate this with you because you're the traditionalist. You're going I out am. chopping a tree down. That's right. Murdering a living thing for your benefit <laughs> and getting sap all over everything. Explain your process and how you're you're the, hold. You're the one like getting three trees that were you know assembled in Taiwan and shipped across the world to you. So. <laughs> Uh, no, we do. We've started the tradition of uh, harvesting our own Christmas tree out of a either a national or a state forest, which we've done for the last I illegally think three years. You just now. sneak into a forest, you, cut a tree down. You buy a permit, and the thing everybody asked me is, "Well, oh, aren't you like you know diminishing the supply of trees in the wild?" And you might think that until you drive up to that forest and you take one step down one trail of one corner of one tiny little forest, yeah. and there's. 15,000 trees yeah. that you can see from standing in that one spot. Oh, okay. I yeah. guess we're not close to getting rid of all. Right. And it's actually good for the forest because harvesting yes. l- smaller trees allows the Correct. bigger trees to establish. So it's actually good for the forest. Whatever well. you need so to tell yourself. Yep. Whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep at night. That we did. Now, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here because we we did get two trees this year. Well, then what are you talking <laughs> hold about? On, hold on. How can you argue Again, that? Again, because it's been a fight in my house, but here was the here was the compromise this year. One of the trees is outside. It's it's on our front mm-hmm. patio as a outdoor decoration. It just has lights on it. And instead of doing like lights on the house this year, we did a an exterior tree. That's still a tree, though. I know, but it's better than having three inside, like no, you. No, no, no. Uh, three trees, three trees put up here. All of them decorated differently. I think if you're doing the hosting, like I always do, it's nice as the guests move around the house to be able to enjoy each room. Plus, I love Christmas. No one else in my family cares. P.S. All our artificial trees. Yeah, see, there's somebody who loves Christmas. Loves the fact yeah, that they show their house, house off. Uh, off topic, but did you guys know? Did you, <laughs> did you did you guys know the world's biggest video game trailer is releasing tomorrow? I did not know that. What like huh? a trailer for a video game? I know they have they, they do that like like movies. Movies have trailers, so video games have yeah. trailers now. So, w- world's biggest. I guess I have no. You'll have to look that up. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hip with the uh, video game game, is what I'm saying. We clearly need a segment of Adam whistling. He has rhythm. Yes, I do. Um, Carter, listening to you pronounce Tenenbaum makes me want to punch you in the face. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> no. Did I say Tenenbaum? Tenenbaum. <laughs> 
wants to punch you in the face during our Christmas. Christmas spirit. It's like yeah. supposed to be our one nice, happy segment of Christmas the day, and someone's note. punching Adam in the face. Thanks so which is it? Uh, multiple trees or just one? I'm a you know, if I have a tree in every room. They glisten. The lights are beautiful. It's hard to hard to be in a bad mood when you're looking at a Christmas tree. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That's the Christmas showdown today. That's what we'll be asking all our guests uh, back after this. Adam Sands Jordana on a Monday. Eleven fifty. Eleven fifty. Nine. Nine fifty. Hello. Nine fifty. That is your Lindis Construction time check. Time to get seventy five percent off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Uh, the holiday showdown. You were two hours off, too. Also, the number of Christmas trees you have That's too many right. in your house. I think by the I way. did that last week, too. You did. I just gave yeah. the wrong time. It's okay. And shockingly, nobody texted me. Usually, if you get the time wrong, oh boy. And I didn't put this on the Twitter poll yet, so I'll have to work this up. So it's a question of the day. It's a difficult one. Are you strict one tree household or are you doing multiple Christmas trees? Dave is Mr. Traditionalist. He murdered a tree, cut one down illegally in a protected mm-hmm. forest, <laughs> dragged it home. And harvested? Made it, made harvested one? Hard of, yeah, that's what we called killing a deer, too. <laughs> yeah, I harvested exactly. a deer. Uh, made his kids carry that tree home mm-hmm. so he didn't get hands, his yep. hands full of sap. Um, and I'm like, no, we've got blended family. As my wife pointed out, too, not only did we have you know two trees, actually three, you know, we had two sets of dishes, and we had... Two sets of silverware, and somehow we only have one spoon left. <laughs> Kids are yes, great at making yes. uh, at making uh, silverware and dishware disappear. Check that little uh, uh, crevice between the uh, passenger seat and the center console of your vehicle. Oh, That's no, they're not there. They're, they're, all, they're in their rooms. Oh. And uh, hidden in their rooms somewhere, <laughs> including what is it about kids and dishes that they just <laughs> will not? It's not that hard in a here. Even just just yeah. just those words, it's not that hard. Yeah, is uh, that's the parent coming out yep. of me? But how difficult is it to bring your dishes? Just get them in the vicinity <laughs> of the sink. We'll take it from there. But don't just we've opened cupboards in bathrooms and they're full of dishes. And yes, um, it's as gross as you think. Um. This is why I'm only loyal to Chad Hartman's show. He tackles important issues, unlike how many trees you should have. He doesn't censor people he disagrees with, and he never takes time off. Good to know Chad's <laughs> up know. and listening this morning. <laughs> By the way, update on the trailer. Uh, yes, it's Grand Theft Auto 6, or as the kids call it, GTA 6, that will be dropping. How many minutes of Grand Theft Auto have you played in your life? I do not think I've. I must have at some point played Grand Theft Auto because what the first one's out probably what in the nineties, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. So I'm sure that I uh, have played it, but I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not a video game person. My son is Ryan, my stepson, loves them, but uh, not me. I listen to your show only for the time. Thank you very much. Well, sir or ma'am, it's nine fifty-two. Ah. Uh, I want to take a moment here to talk about Geraldine Steele. You've worked with, didn't you work with Geraldine for a long time? Uh, uh, Not regularly, but when I was a fill-in producer here, yes, many times I worked a Sunday with Geraldine. Sunday night, Steele talking. Mm -hmm. And when I've 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 been I've been been an employee here, twenty-two years, soon to be twenty-three years. And Geraldine Steele 
uh, was on the air when I got here, still doing Steel Talking on Sunday nights. And when I started here, I was a weekend uh, slash three-day-a-week news guy. So I was doing news like I worked noon to eight, both Saturday and Sunday. So I would do news during Gerald's show. And after, tw- I mean, 27 years, a remarkable run, uh, Gerilyn announced last night that last night was her final show, and she's uh, moving on to do other things. Uh, obviously, we know her talents uh, musically are incredible. If you've never seen the Steels, do yourself a favor, especially this time of year, go see the Steels. They are incredibly gifted, incredible musicians. But Gerilyn, uh, just one of the nicest people, and I haven't seen Gerilyn physically in I don't know how long, just because, you know, the pandemic hits and just not being here on a weekend usually. Um, so it's been a long time since I've seen Gerilyn. But here's a little story about Gerilyn Steele and, and myself. As I said, I, I used to do news on the weekends. And come, you know, like on a Sunday night or a Saturday night, come 6, 7 o'clock, other than the host down in the, in the, uh, in the studio, not a lot of people, usually just two or three people here at that time. And it was a Sunday night in, a, in the old newsroom, which is about half the size of the current newsroom. And it was equipment problems. Our computers barely worked. Kind of like today. But no. <laughs> but something happened. And I, you know, at the time, I'm probably 27, maybe 27 years old. And what? not exactly a calm guy when things go wrong. Much like today. You know how it is when you're in your car and something happens and you go off and you realize that in a normal setting, in in, a normal environment, you would never say the things you say, nor would you act the way you are. But because you're alone, you can get away with that or that's you let it, you can let yourself go. So I'm in the newsroom thinking that I've got the building to myself other than the folks down in the studio. And I can't remember what happened. It was probably a piece of paper. We got jammed in a printer or something. But I must have been having a bad night because I completely lost it with a series of F-bombs and a series of screaming uh, and, I mean, just really embarrassing stuff. If, if, if somebody would have filmed me, I probably would have been very ashamed of myself and rightly so. Anyway, I mean, I unleash a litany of, of horrible, horrible words. <laughs> and, and I'm screaming and I walk out of the newsroom. There used to be a little computer that was under the steps on the other side of the newsroom, which is one of the only computers that was had a functioning printer. And I walk out of the newsroom just frothing and screaming, and there is Gerilyn Steele sitting at that computer, and she is looking at me like I am <laughs> Satan. I am like the devil. And she was just looking at me like, how does all those horrible words come out? of? And I was just like, oh, hey, Gerilyn. Sorry I didn't see you there. I apologize for my behavior. So that was my Gerilyn Steele moment. Wait, did you ever like circle back and clear the air on that, or I just said I'm sorry. You know, okay. I just, I really, you know, tough night. She probably thought ah, that dude is a scary, scary, unhinged, unhinged, totally unhinged. But anyway, uh, a remarkable uh, mm-hmm. career for Gerilyn Steele. Wish her nothing but the best uh, and her family. And again, uh, go see the Steels because they are a absolute treasure. In this market. I saw the Steels at the State Fair at the Lanny's uh, Bandshell uh, this last year, and it was fantastic. My girls and I were dancing. It was uh, a, a treat to see her. I'd love to go again. 957 on News Talk 830. WCCO Quick Takes is up next. DJ? The, the word of the year is out. 
Also, Subway out with a new product today that is turning some heads. We'll talk about both of those in quick takes. It's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.